fired up. It's fucking going, dude. Okay. What a way to start. So, yeah, anyway. You're yelling at me already. Jesus Christ, Kyle. Me giving you the the, uh, the watch luck. Yeah, dude. Like, like uh, I got shit to do on a Sunday when <laughs> my wife's not here. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've got football to watch. We're going to watch. I'm going to watch it. That's yeah. why I like this side because yeah. I get to watch it. Yeah. I'm easily distracted, so it's best that I don't. <laughs> by stuff like that dude if we if you get a text when we're here talking like i've got the one track mind i don't know, maybe something's wrong with my head but like you if think? you think like if you get a <laughs> if you get a text while we're sitting here doing this i whatever thought was just in yeah, you're my like head did you get a text is gone i know that's what i had to talk about last time because other words whatever i was going to say 0.7 seconds early, yeah and i was just gonna sit here yeah you were like, "Are you getting a phone call? What's the phone call? Who yeah. is it?" Yeah, because if I, yeah, I got, I got a, I can think about one thing at a time. I can do one thing at a time. I'm a multitasker. I'm very efficient at it. Oh God, no. Megan me. hates it. Yeah, it affects my listening technique, though. People don't think I'm listening to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. So Amber and I have that problem. Too. Yeah, because you, you just don't listen yeah. when you're looking away. Yeah. You're just looking away. Yeah. If and that's I'm, very obvious. Yeah. If if I'm not listening, if I'm not engaged, I'm just not listening. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the opposite. I generally do my best listening when I'm not looking or paying attention. And so I think that, I think sometimes if I'm doodling, like if I'm down here doodling, I'm listening. Mm, that's up for debate still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm stared into the distance... Yeah, I'm not listening. I can always tell when you and I are having conversations on Sunday and you're watching the TV. I'm like, you're not going to hear anything I'm saying right now. Uh huh. Yeah, and then you'd always do that. Yep. Uh huh. And I'm like, you don't know what I said at all. And so I think that because it's like that for me, I assume that it's like that for everyone else. Right. So you can look away and still listen to what I'm saying. I yeah. cannot. So then, when you're not looking, I just assume that you're not listening. Yeah. Because Amber's the same. Because this is what I go through with Amber. Yeah. You and Megan are like the same person. And she's like, I'm listening, and I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. I need your undivided attention. That's what Megan does too. Yep. She's <laughs> like, if you're listening, then you should be looking at yeah. me. Like, oh yeah. Well. So what I do that makes her mad is I will, uh, she'll be like, she'll just stop talking. And then now I just know what that means. So I just repeat everything she just said. And then she's like, I freaking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Um, same thing. Yeah. We're having the same thing. Yeah. Cause I'll do the same thing. I'll just stop talking. Cause I'm like, she's clearly not listening. Yep. Sometimes she's generally not listening. That's see it. And Megan's always like, I know when you're not listening. I'm like, I don't think you do. Cause you always think I'm not listening. So. But I, I do, because of that, try to, like, give people my undivided attention. It's the worst at work because I've got about a trillion things going on yeah. at work every day. Yeah. And so someone might come in and they're talking to me and I'm in the middle of doing something. So I'm I'm continuing to do what I was doing, but I'm listening to them. And then I can tell they're like, dude. And Kyle's like, not listening. Like, I promise you I just heard everything you said. Yeah. I'm sorry I wasn't looking at you. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll try to be like, oh, yeah put my pin down, stop, talk to them. And I, I think it's me being selfish with my time, but also I just know how I am. So I know I can listen to you while I'm doing something. Being on the, ooh, that was a little, I came in a little ooh. hot on that one. Uh, being on the other side of that though, I've learned to, because uh, um, like as an employee, as a subordinate, like we have needs we need met right now. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to politely stand there and to like, can tell my 
supervisor that I need to talk to is not engaged in something or somebody and then wait to talk. Although if you do that where I work, you may never get to speak with yeah. them. Yeah, I think that's how people feel with me too. So they're, and it's, I think the more people are around me, it's generally people that haven't worked with me very long. They're kind of like, does Kyle ever listen to anything? That's But it, I'm always listening. It's just a matter of... Uh, just ask any one of Kyle's girlfriends ever. No, he's not listening. <laughs> not true, dude. <laughs> Megan will be able to tell you I listen pretty well. Uh, but uh, what's going on, dude? What's happening? We should probably mention this is a podcast, oh, and then the name of it's Recovered AF. I forgot all about that. We're only five minutes in. It's not a big deal. <laughs> okay. This is a podcast. It's called... I think most of the people that listen know yeah. what they're signing up for. But maybe somebody was Googling recovery podcast and came across this one, and they're like, I'll click on this, and then we're just talking about absolutely nothing. <laughs> they might be like, I thought this was a recovery podcast. Yeah. Sort of it is. Yeah, I think it's more of a life podcast, and yeah. we just happen to have... Our shtick is that we're both in recovery. Yeah, that's kind of what brought us together. Yeah. But really, I think what what I like about our podcast is the fact that we do so much stuff that isn't just a recovery podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like talking... Like, the one last week where we talked with Jeff about yeah. diet and stuff, mm-hmm. that was one of the more interesting ones I think we've done recently. Yeah, and I'm glad Jeff was here to explain. Like, yeah, uh, he's really good at getting into the like the nuts and bolts of how stuff is. I find like I end up in, engage in these um, uh, friendships with people where I'm just f- always seem a little bit dumber than a little all of my friends. I've got this, except for us. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Like, uh, you know, I've got a friend that I hang out with that's a doctor, you know, and another one that's a, that's a, also a doctor, a PhD, and successful, super successful businessman. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. So, but it's good because then I can put in less effort and let my whole point was I'm glad Jeff was here to explain playing the science behind yeah. this diet that we do a little bit. Yeah, there is a, I don't know who says it, I wish I was cool enough to know, but there's a saying that like if something to the effect of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room or something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah, I, I tend to want to gravitate towards people that know more and know things I don't know and have experience with stuff that I don't because I find that interesting. I just do it because I'm lazy. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think you are much smarter than you want to pretend you are. Mm, I don't know about that. You're one of the more intelligent people I'm around. Oh, God. I don't like that. Um, Does, doesn't it make you feel uncomfortable yeah, when people no, say nice things to you? Oh, hot and sweaty. That's how I am, too. Um, so I was I was going to... Um, Whoa. Go ahead. What happened? There was just this commercial where... It, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they're on the sheet as... They're on the sheet... We're not going to mention it. They're on the sheet as a competitor and a business partner. Yeah. A competitor and a client, a customer. Mm -hmm. Anyway, oh, yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Sorry. So at some point, we might be talking about 12 step stuff, right? Yeah. And generally, we get into it at some point. At some point. Sometimes faster than others. Yeah. Um, But it's honestly, it's hard to sit down and do this every week and have an on point topic. And that's not really, we're not. We're not the production podcast. That's no. not what we do. But anyway, so... Well, and so, we were also... Oh, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. Just, I think yeah, you're going to do our non-affiliation. Yeah. Thing. So if yeah. we are talking about 12-step stuff, though, later in 12-step recovery, we, we need to know that um, we're not we're not affiliated or a spokesperson for a 12-step group. It's Correct. A, it's really important that... Because uh, those, 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 those groups... Um, 
their their public relations policy is is to be that of not of promotion. They don't promote, and mm-hmm. so we're not here representing them or promoting them. That's how Kyle and I got well. But like I, the analogy I made, like I drink a lot of Red Bull. That doesn't mean that I'm a spokesperson for Red Bull or that Red that I speak for Red Bull. You know what I mean? Correct. That's just something I intake. Yeah, it's just part of your life. Yeah. Yes. And so if we're talking about recovery, we're sharing our experience, but that doesn't mean I can assure you that the twelve step world's a lot having a lot of different experiences. So yeah, don't take ours as being the the uh, what it is. Yeah, and I think what I was going to say, and you and I were talking about this earlier this week because we end up talking about this quite a bit. I think because yeah. we're both invested into it. Yeah, we like it. Scratch scratch is a creative itch you and I have. It's a nice outlet. Yes. Um, but what I think is beneficial is like we were talking about, there's, it's not cookie cutter. This is what you're getting every time. Right. Right. We have guests. Sometimes we have guests that are in recovery. We have guests that aren't in recovery. Yeah. Sometimes it's you and I, and we're talking about recovery. Sometimes it's you and I, and we're just talking about life stuff. Um, sometimes we do like an actual dive into a step or something. Yes. And it's very open to mm-hmm. lots of stuff. That's so, right. Like some people are going to really gravitate towards the recovery stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think from the feedback I get somewhat regularly is people are interested in just life stuff and diet stuff. And, you know, we had a therapist on and we've had a doctor on, you know, we've had people on, we've had two doctors actually on that. Uh, yeah. One's a dentist and the other's a chiropractor. And yes. I think that keeps things interesting and engaging. And that's what I like about doing it. I did get some more feedback, so I'm pretty sure I've got what people don't like us talking about because I've got two feedbacks for the same thing. What's that? Baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife um, said, hey, uh, I'm glad Jen, Jenny said something. And I found this mind-boggling. My wife doesn't like to watch baseball i find it weird that she wouldn't want to hear us talking about it secondhand that's so funny and something that by the time she listens to it is past so uh noted thanks for the feedback well and the good news is baseball's over for the year so (laughs) in six months we can talk about baseball again good news for them (laughs) maybe people will have a different perspective (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah probably done with the baseball tack but fortunately NFL red zones on usually every week while we're sitting here doing this. I had to pick up Matt Ryan in my fantasy league too because uh, my quarterback's on a bye week. So Somebody's been pressing buttons. The aspect button got pressed. See how out of whack. Yeah, you screwed it all up. I didn't do that, I can assure you. I bet it was you when you were trying to figure out the subtitles for your wife. Anyway, um, <laughs> so. But uh, so, yeah, what's going on, dude? Well. I told Amber I was going to talk about this on the podcast. Oh boy, we share. Well, you know, we just talk about the shit that's going on in our life. Yeah. And uh, so I was trying. I was fixing a dryer. Uh, trying oh, to yeah. fix a dryer. It's it's man. We got we got fortunate when we got into this new house. We were able to get new appliances. So we got fancy new washers and dryers. And but what happened was I I have these like it looks like a sticky pad that I use at work basically. And I had a big brand new full one and mm-hmm. I washed it. So then when I put it in the dryer, all it went filled up the lead trap and everything else and the hose and everything and then the dryer was making a funny noise so i went to try and figure i thought that that probably had something to do with it and when i pulled it off then the vent hose came off the back and so then i was it's tall though so i had to climb over it and i'm climbing over it 
Your dryer's tall? Yeah, because okay. we got the pedestals underneath it. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh, so they're like um, they're like these, uh, I don't know. Why do you want it off the ground? Just because? You don't have to bend over so far. Plus, you can, sto- oh. you can store shit in there. It, like uh, underneath it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, but that makes it pretty tall. And right. then we have the, we have cupboards above it. And so I had pulled it out. There's just no room. It's, it's very, it fits very tight. It's nice unless mm-hmm. you have to get back there. Right. And so I had a, a and, um, I should, uh, say that, uh, I have a history of when I attempt to fix things, fix things, throwing temper tantrums. Okay. I've got a set of old broom <laughs> handles out in the, uh, garage that I can, they're just there for me having temper tantrums. Like if I lose my cool, I just walk out, grab one, and smash the fucking smithereens. A broom handle? Or whatever, yeah. Or not, they're like metal handles. They're not like wood handles. Yeah. You know, or just, just long poles, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So I've got some out there, some extra ones stored up. And you just swing it and smack it on the ground? Yeah. Just smash the shit up. I haven't had to use it in a while because I'm recovered now. Yeah. I'm recovered oh as God, fuck. <laughs> That's I, awesome. Yeah, I have temper tantrums. Here's the story. Let me let me set this so you know. I what can't I, picture you angry. I don't think really? I've known you for three years now, and I don't think I've seen you angry once. This is hilarious. This is how well the program works. See, this is what being recovered looks like. You were somewhat frustrated when you were working on your mower trying to put the blade on. Oh yeah, but you didn't. You weren't angry. You were more just kind of like. Yeah, this, I bit off more than I can chew. Right yeah, now. I was just like, I thought, I thought it was going to be easier than it was. Yeah. That's all, and I was a little perturbed that it wasn't. But oh, so so Amber and I, when we were dating, her car, her car quit running, so we were trying to tow it somewhere. This is a, a good example of what it looks like or used to look like, and so our car broke down, and uh, so we were trying to tow it somewhere, and uh, I wasn't very good at it, and we weren't communicating very well, and and uh, the the toe strap kept breaking mm. and i absolutely lost my shit as mm-hmm. we're trying to get this done and she was wide-eyed and looked at me and she was like my father never behaved like this <laughs> and i looked at her and i said well mine did that's so just funny like fucking incredible hulk style dude it's so crazy just crazy with rage and i i get like that usually when something break and i had to try and fix it so when i wrote inventory and did all these things it was just all fear fear of my own inadequacy yeah of course fear of not being able to fix it fear of looking like a fool fear of not being a man mm-hmm. but it, but it came out in just fucking rage is what it came out and every time something broke and so so i'm fixing it and i'm up there i'm looking over trying to diagnose the problem <laughs> and she was like are you ready and one time for some reason <laughs> when we were first married she asked me that question i was like sure <laughs> I'm not sure I should be telling this, but she fucking stuck her toe up the caboose. Or she oh just goosed. God. She just goosed me, right? You're right. And she thought it was the funniest thing ever. That was the only time it's ever happened because every time she's ever asked me if I'm ready since then, the answer is no. Right. Because I don't need to. I don't need to get goosed. And so last <laughs> night, she. I was asking her to hand me something, and she was like, "Are you ready?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I'm all into the dryer. And she was like, oh, you're lucky. She was like, you're so lucky. And I was like, um, no, you're lucky. That would not have turned out well for you, I can yeah. assure you, because my head was underneath the cabinet. You would have been, don't. Yeah, it would have just been bad, right? And I was like, no, that wouldn't end well for you. And she was like, you're lucky. And I was like, that would have set me back several years <laughs> she was like she rolled it was the most ridiculous thing she'd ever heard of 
in her life, and she walked out of the fucking laundry room. That's so, so funny. We were this close to fighting over a hypothetical, over something that, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, don't uh, don't say that something might set you back several years that didn't happen. Um, did you break a broom handle? Nope. Nope. At some point, um, Amber was on the other side of it watching a video and Back to what we were saying at the beginning, I get distracted very easily. Yes. And I just about had it wrapped up, but it wasn't fitting right. The hose wasn't fitting right. And it was starting to get a little bit frustrating. And I I told Amber she could probably leave now. Yeah. And she was like, you you don't need me? And I was like, no. She's like, I can stay. And I was like, if you do, turn that off. <laughs> she she said, was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, she said, I'll leave then. Yeah. That's funny. And so, and but like, I, I, you know, like that behavior was fucked up though because it would sort of traumatize her. Like it would put her on eggshells all the time. And right. I understand it because I wasn't lying when I said that when she said her father wasn't like that and mine was. I It's, it's a, ooh, it's a, it's not cool to make other people feel uncomfortable with my emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, with my yeah, rage. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's my entire life story. <laughs> Is making people uncomfortable yeah, with your emotions? because I don't know how to handle them. So, yeah. yeah, especially anger. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's so, cool. So that's what's going on in my life. That's nice, dude. Yeah, the cool thing is the difference was now is I would have would not have fixed it. I would have been pissed off that my brand new dryer was, wasn't was working right. It was, it was just making a funny sound is what it was doing. I would have been pissed off that it was making a funny sound. I would have been afraid that something was really wrong. I would have been really afraid that it was because I broke it. Mm-hmm. And it would have just been like this whole thing. And instead I just fixed it. And Yeah, that's nice. I fixed our sink, our bathroom sink last night. Yeah. It was the same thing where it was like, Megan's kind of been telling me about it for a couple of weeks and I'm like, ah, it's really not that bad, you know? What's it doing? It's just, it was really clogged. Oh, okay. And like I used some Drano, you know, like Tried you just the walk easy, through yeah, the steps yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, this is easy and it didn't work. And right. so she was telling me and I was like, well, it, it's not that bad. And then she, last night, walked upstairs. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm washing my face up here. And I was like, why? And she was like, because the sink is clogged down there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, you brought that up a few times. Yeah. So I went and took apart the sink and got it unclogged last night. Was it just a, a Megan hairball down there? Yeah, I just had to, you know, like you go under the sink and you unclip the little thing that holds the little stopper in the back that pl- clog or oh, close. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there's this little system thing that makes that thing work and so you have to untake that and then pull the the little plunger out and then unclog it like i got a wire thing and unclogged it it wasn't that hard but it was like taking apart pieces and stuff and i think what i realized was um and it's funny i do this i feel like i do a somewhat adequate job at this of at work when someone brings me something and they're talking to me about it i generally understand that it might not be the most important thing to me but if they're taking the time out of their day to talk to me about it it's very important to them and i just completely missed that and making a nice relationship i was like oh it's fine because i don't use the sink it's in our basement i don't use that sink except to brush my teeth i don't use it for anything else ever so i was like it's really not that big of a deal yeah it's probably not that clogged because when i brush my teeth it works yeah but then yeah i over i missed it when and then when she was like having to change her nightly routine i was like oh yeah i'm just lazy sometimes and didn't want to work on it so i just kind of put it off (laughs) i i think i've talked to numerous numerous people uh 
I don't know in recovery, just in life, but it's almost like a, the people closest to us sometimes end up getting the neglect where because it's safe, right? Because they're ours, because we're already there. Mm-hmm. It's almost like um, easier to slough off in that relationship when it, you know, you'd think it probably would be the opposite, right. right? The people that would matter to us the most, we would put the most effort into. And that's true to some aspect, but maybe not on the day-to-day. It's easy right. to be like, well, you know, if I don't fix this thing or not take those needs seriously because you right. know, that's not the thing that I have to... I y- yeah, and like... It's, yeah, Yeah. I would agree. Okay. Yeah, I was going to try to use an analogy, but I would agree. Like, it's very easy for, because Megan knows me, and she knows eventually I'll get around to it, that I'll just get around to it. And it's like, well, maybe I should bring a little bit more attentiveness and and motivation to do things when she brings them up, because that's kind of part of my role in our relationship is like not to be the fixer, but like it's my job. If Megan has something that she can't figure out, I want to help. Right. And instead I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll get it to it. <laughs> that was really nice. Again, like this is probably, that's something that Amber would do. She would just start using a different sink. Yes. I'm not, I'm an asshole. I would not, I would be like, you know, if the roles were reversed mm-hmm. or whatever, if like, I'd be like, what's this? Are you going to, is this, this is, this needs attention, like, right now. Right. Like, I wouldn't just go use another, you know, because I'm just that asshole. Right. I wonder that. Yeah. I ended up with the kind of person that would just go use another sink. Yeah. And I think that that's some tolerance from, like, Megan is just like, well, I guess, you know what I mean? Is yeah. it really worth it? A confrontation? Yeah. And, and then for me, that's a lot of growth on my part to be like, oh, yeah, this is on me. Yeah. <laughs> right. The sink is clogged she's brought it up to me probably four times yeah and i haven't responded really at all and she instead of being like hey dummy go do something and trying to get yeah get me to do something she just kind of was like well i'll do it and then i realized oh i'm a fuck like i need to fix this you know and so which is a good way to handle it yeah i'm just like i'd be the glare like what are you doing washing my fucking face oh i'm using this sink because you're a piece of shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think i'm doing yeah you fucking guy yeah it was cool and then it like it was resolved there wasn't like this heated exchange and yeah. i i didn't respond in fear because like same thing like oh this seems probably like the dumbest some people are like what are you talking about but for me fixing stuff comes with a lot of fear of like inadequacy or failing or yeah. not not being a a man or whatever, you know, yeah. that like my, and I think that just comes cause my dad can fix every fucking thing. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So like I, he knows everything. And so no matter what I have a, like a inadequacy complex because he can take an engine out of a vehicle and then he can tear apart a lawnmower and put it back together and he can fix the sink and he lays carpet and he did our, yeah. remodeled our whole house and did the basement and did all of this and then worked you know what I mean like he just can yeah. do anything and everything and then all whilst working 12 hours a day exactly and so then like for me I'm just like oh yeah I'm a piece because yeah. he would have figured it out and had it done yeah so yeah but for me it was good growth to realize how my inaction was affecting other people yeah and then like go do it yeah fixed it took like five minutes and then i was like oh yeah this probably happens more than just at this moment too you get such an 
energy jolt off of. Like, yeah, I do for sure. It's the thing of the thing that is the solution is the thing that I can't. What am I trying to say here? How am I trying to articulate this? Oftentimes, the thing that's good for me is the thing that my mind tells me is the problem. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it's like this form of self-deception that I experience Mm -hmm. when the exact opposite is what the truth is. And that goes to like fixing things. Um, I was like also afraid that I would break them or make it worse. And then one time I think I realized I was taking it apart a lawnmower Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh man, if I get any further, I'm going past the point of no return. And then the thought occurred to me one day or when I was doing that, that, well, if it doesn't get fixed, you can't use it anyway. So you can't really break it any more than it's already broke. Right. And you might get to learn something. And sure enough, took it apart, cleaned the carburetor, put it back t- together. It took me a day to put it back together because I couldn't remember how I took it apart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, got it back together. And then when I fired up and it ran, I had the biggest surge of energy from feeling that self, self uh, sense of accomplishment. And yes. it's just... It seems something so simple, but it's not. Like, I built up a lot of those, especially when I was getting the house ready to be sold. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, these are the little things that make up life today. Yeah. And I think, like, our literature talks about in a part, like, the problem, like, experience, like, living and feeling useless and stuff, you know? I don't want to yeah. quote the whole thing, but it talks about, like... You're talking about the bedevilment yes. on page 52. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to quote it all, but it, there's a part in there that, like, we didn't seem like we could be of real use to other people. Yeah. And today, sometimes my mind still tells me that, even though I generally can be useful. And so then when I go do, like, fix the sink, like, I feel a sense of purpose and usefulness yeah. and, like, that... That's in the that's like living in the solution or whatever you would want to call it. Like yeah. my life in the dumbest thing in the world, unclogging a sink and having to take apart the plunger and all of that part in there. Like I'm like, oh, I can do something this minuscule and still feel useful. It's it's built up of the minuscule stuff though. Like yes. I think that's the thing that maybe that's where I maybe got it wrong is I thought it was the big things. But yes. I'm guessing the people that are experienced the experiencing the big things have already done all of the little things mm-hmm. to get to the big things. Exactly. But, it, you know, I just wanted to do the big stuff and that that's where it's at. But I didn't want to do any of it. I just wanted to feel the results yeah. of, of the people that do it. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, oh, it doesn't work that way, of course. It never does. Yeah. It's never going to. But, uh, yeah, so it's good. What else is popping, dude? Um... Nothing. No? No. Megan and I decided we are going to... What a fucking catch. We are going to... Um, Jesus bugging me. What is? The aspect aspect ratio. ratio. Well, if you wouldn't mess with stuff all the time, and you would just know how to do things, maybe you would get it figured out. There you go. That's better. So do you think you could get the subtitles up there for me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kyle has jokes. Then you can push a bunch of buttons again. But um, we have decided we are going to run a half a marathon. We're going to do a half marathon. Yeah? Yeah, so I've been starting my training. 
What is, how, how far is that? <laughs> Sorry. 13.1 miles. Okay, thanks. Yeah, half marathon. For the one person who might not have known that. Some people don't. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to try to do it in like April. Imbeciles. Unless unless you're listening and you didn't know that, you're definitely not an imbecile. But, um, yeah, so. So what's that? When 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 is it? It's like April. So oh, it's okay. like so you six got some months, time. six months, yeah. Oh, that reminds me, I do have something, but let's talk about that for a while. I've been research. Well, really, I was like, I'm just going to run and get in shape, and then I'll come up with a you're like I'll figure it out training plan, yeah. Like after I'm in shape, yeah. and then I was like, maybe I should use the training plan to get in shape. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the things with them are like ten or twelve week programs, yes. and I'm quite a ways out from that, right? So I actually. I'm kind of on track with what I was thinking. Like I'm okay. just gonna what I'm doing is I'm I'm gonna try to run I've been running like three to three and a half miles every other day. Okay. And then my goal is I wanna run a half marathon in under two hours. Okay. And I was reading what it would take to do that. Yeah. And it sounds like miles. it's kind of an ambitious goal. Um I don't want to put any pressure on you, but my cousin who hates us talking about baseball and was playing in a dodgeball tournament just ran a halfer in two minutes and or two hours and two minutes. Two hours and two minutes. Yeah. That's then pretty she good. realized how close she was to being except two. Yeah. 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 I would have been pissed yes. if I did 202. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I don't think she was trying. If she, I'm sure if she was trying to run on it. She would have done it. Yeah. Anyway, she was trying to hit like a certain nine-minute pace or something. Yes, and I think what I read is it's like a eight-minute and fifty-four-second mile yeah. pace gets you in under two hours for thirteen point one miles. That's, that's so that's what I want to do. Sounds exhausting. And now I'm, I don't know if because right now I'm running sub eight-minute miles for three miles at a time. Yeah, that's so that's pretty good. So I'm on track. The problem is I've never ran thirteen miles before ever in my whole life. I think even like in a soccer game or something, I've ran like six or seven miles, but I've never, never ran that long and on purpose, like with the intention of that's what I'm doing. So I don't know what my body will do, but it said I need to run a 10K in under 54 minutes, which I think is definitely doable. Yeah, it's six miles, right? Six miles and basically a nine-minute mile. What made you want to do this? Uh, I Megan basically was like, I'm going to run a half marathon. And then I was like, I haven't challenged myself physically in quite some time. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of stuff just because I enjoy it. And like, I do it without the challenge. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I go to the gym just because I, I, I enjoy going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a PR record, you know, Oh, I want to bench this and do that. Like I just go cause I want to go. Right. Um, I run because I want to run, but I haven't like actually challenged myself physically in a while. And so when she was talking about doing it and she just did a 10 K a while ago, a couple months ago, I think. And she's been like knocking these off the block and then you've been doing stuff. And it's like all these people that I admire and value are challenging themselves physically as well. And I'm not, so maybe I should see what that's about again because I haven't done it. So so it's some of it's for the challenge of doing it? Yeah, I think so. I just want to like do it. I, well, and I mean, Megan and I, we're getting married in June. So this is like a really good reason to be in the best shape I can be for my wedding. And that seems <clears throat> like a... Well, you never know when you're going to get attacked on your honeymoon and you need to run yeah. a half marathon to get away. Exactly. Shit happens all the time. Right. Especially if you're going to Bolivia. 
We're not going to Bolivia. Okay, then. I don't know where we're going. All right. I want to go to Thailand, but I want to go to Phuket. Oh. She wants to go to Spain or Italy, so we're going to figure Spain or Italy sounds better to me, but... Have I, you seen Phuket? No, I don't get out much. Have I, you seen The Hangover 2? Uh, yes. You know where they're at with all the crazy... Like in the ocean with all the crazy, like huge rock formations and stuff that are like... Thailand? Yeah. Okay. They're in Phuket. That's where it was at. I have two Red Bulls from Thailand. That's cool. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy's uh, half Thai. Yeah. And when he went back there to visit his mom's family, he brought me, because everybody brings me Red Bulls because they know how much I drink them. I've mm-hmm. also, Jeff brought me one from like Germany. That's cool. One from like Austria. Yeah. That's where it's from. That's where Red Bull is. And That's where it was made. Maybe another country. I I have like four countries in there. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I just want to do it uh, because of the challenge and it gives me more of a sense of purpose to work out because a lot of the times I take my physical, pretty much all of it. I'm just much more laid back today and I don't don't like uh, having, this sounds, and I'm not disagreeing with how people are. I just personally... I've lived my whole life as a goal setter and a goal, like, I got to do this. I have to do this. And today I try to not do that. Trying to get go the other way. Yeah, and just be like, I work out because I like to work out and I don't have a goal in mind. I just do it because I do it. And um, Like getting caught up in the the, uh, the destination rather than the journey kind of a thing. Yeah. So you've always been like, like the... Getting to the getting to the finish line, whereas now you're trying to enjoy just the doing, just being a part yeah. of it. Yeah, because I'm very results oriented, and um, I always I always have been. Like, oh, I'm I gotta get an A in school. Oh, I'm I want to be a all state soccer player. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, always very goal oriented, and so I've always tried to do that. And then what I found is when I fell short of that, I would kick the shit out of myself Mm, and use it as ammunition to be like, I'm such a failure and a piece. And, and so today it's a much more peaceful life when I just go, Oh, I'm going to go for a run and I don't care how long it is or what my time is. And I'm just going to enjoy it. I like that aspect of it. But, but now I'm, I think sprinkling in some competitiveness into my life is a good way to be. Okay. So, so yeah, we're going to do that. I've been training for a little over a week now. I've been doing three to three and a half miles every other day. Like I ran this morning with my dog. I take my dog every morning. Outside? Yeah. Yeah. So I live close to a lake. So if I run up to the lake, around the lake, down a side street, and then kind of cut back over to my house, it's about three miles. Okay. So if I want to add a little extra, I kind of just take a little bit more of a meandering route back. I don't know if you're going to run in the wintertime, um, and, and if you are, I've got an extra set of man tights for oh, cool. running yeah. yeah, if you need those. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if the weather's decent, I'll probably run outside as much as possible, but but yeah, it's good. And Megan's a beast, man. She She is really good at running because you know what i mean like mixing the two together it seems like because of her she's so small that that like it's probably she has less mass to move do you know what i mean with each step Mm -hmm. and so i bet she could run fast for long distances yeah she did pretty good there was a 5k here 
in the summer yeah. or in May or something and she won it yeah. and she didn't even know she won it. Yeah. She was just running and enjoying herself and running and then got to the finish line, didn't even look at her time or anything. And then the people were like, you need to stay. And she's like, why? And they're like, you just won the, the female. And she was like, Oh, and like, she didn't, she didn't have like a goal in mind or a target or anything. She just kind of went there to run to, to do it and yeah. then ended up winning it. Again, there's just a reason why some people have those gifts and some people like me don't. I mean, it's just, it's a good thing that I'm not a celebrity. I would have been dead. It's a good thing yeah, I'm not a little exactly. more athletic or, you know, like, you know, have Brad Pitt looks because I would let everybody know about it. I'm yeah. Such an asshole. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, she didn't even tell me about it for like a week. I yeah. was like, how did that go? You never even brought it up. She's like, oh, yeah, I won it. I didn't even know. Yeah. I was like, what? That would have been a reason to restart my Facebook account right there. Just to, to post let, your first place. Look how, I mean, I've got a, I've still got a participation medal hanging on my mantle. <laughs> yeah, you do. I see it. And all my tags for all of the <laughs> events that I participated in. Oh, that's so funny. Just so you know. Yep. But like going back to what you were talking about earlier, I found that I because I I'd been lifting weights and I'd really wanted to do some cardio. But like, of course, I can't just start doing cardio. Right. I saw the commercial for the triathlon and I was like, oh, they have really short ones. I could do that right now. And so like being in that became my accountability to start doing cardio workouts. Mm-hmm. And now I'm comfortable going out and riding a bike. Or yeah. So there was benefit of it. It wasn't. I don't know if I'll do any more triathlons, but. The benefit of it is that I feel comfortable getting out and riding and I feel comfortable hitting the pool. Because even though I swam in high school, the first time I started swimming, went back to the pool, just sw- I sat in the parking lot for like 10 minutes afraid to go inside. Yeah, dude. And so like just being comfortable and overcoming that fear and stuff like that, then it became the benefit of it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest... I think that's why people that tend to... Um, Oh, God, that's a generalization. I shouldn't go that far. I was just going to say, I think people that tend to work out regularly seem to be pretty, at least the people I'm interested in, seem to be somewhat spiritual in their own nature, too. Yeah. I think because you just overcome shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some there is there's something to be said for that. Yeah. To become, over, you know, like... Well, get, fuck, yeah. man, like sitting in, like sitting in the parking lot waiting yeah. and being like, I'm full of fear... And maybe that's not even what you're saying. You're just like, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if I can. This is such a, yeah. this is really, you know what I mean? And then getting out and going and doing that, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. The person that can do that. Yeah. I mean, and, and walking out of there, of course, I was on cloud nine. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I see it. There's just something to pushing physically that can also help sp- mentally and spiritually. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like running. It's like, oh, I want to run a, a half marathon, but then what I want is to just be in shape now to run a half marathon and like not do all yes. of the work that it yeah. is required to actually go yes. do that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so there's a lot to be said for people that can go out and just make the commitment I'm going to do this, I'm going to train, I'm going to get in shape for it, and I'm going to do it. That's like a lot of commitment. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's easy. Like, I'm a waiver and on commitment stuff. Yeah. So, Sprinter in a marathon, right? Yeah, exactly. All the time. Yeah. So I can understand. I mean, it makes sense. People like Goggins and stuff. We talk about him all the time, yeah. but it just makes sense that, like, that dude has a crazy mental game and a spiritual aspect to his life, whether he ever talks about God or not. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. he's got a... a 
core fundamental belief in himself that like comes from the grind. And one of Malcolm Gladwell's books, because after I listened to Talking to Strangers, then I had bought another one that I had never read because I'd read a couple back mm-hmm. when before Audible, and I used to actually have to read. But um, thank God that's not a real thing I anymore, know, dude. What would I do at work all day if I couldn't listen to podcast? I mean, <laughs> my, man, I've, I've I spent a lot of time doing what I do. It does not require conscious mind yeah so anyway that makes sense yeah well especially after doing it for such a long time it's just like natural it used to just instinct now yeah it really is built into my instinct Mm -hmm. but um david and goliath and they were Mm -hmm. talking about like each time that we each time that we um overcome that incredibly difficult situation if it does not ruin us then it makes us stronger basically and so then we know how to handle those things and so then everything that comes after that can't compare to that thing that we've already been through so it instills a little bit more sureness in ourself or or at least willingness to tackle unsure situations right exactly yeah yeah i think that's the uh you get a little bit more belief in yourself and then it's a little bit easier to go do the next thing that and that um, was a big wall in front of you. And our book talks about like men of faith have courage, right? We mm-hmm. thought them to be weak, but you know, the it's the opposite is true. And, yes. And that's incredibly true and just saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I've got some faith that it's going to be okay, that whatever's going to happen, God's going to take care of me. God's going to give me the strength to get through it. God's going to put the right people in my life to get through it, like all of those things, because um, that's just the opposite of the way I lived. I just, I just knew it wasn't going to turn out well. I just knew it was going to end terribly. I just knew I was going to look foolish. Right. There's no sense even trying. I just know I'm going to fail, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try. I might dip my toe in the water and then convince myself that, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I was right. I'm going to fail. Yeah. And so then to have this new experience in life where I'm like, God damn, this is so scary and I don't know, but I'm going to, I don't gonna know. try anyways. Yeah. I'm going to have faith that mm-hmm. everything is going to be all right, you know, and not necessarily faith in myself, but faith in God, at least that God's going to give me what I need to get through these things. Yes. You know, a hundred percent. I still have to, uh, faith is a weird thing. Like it's not the thing where I can't do anything and just have faith. It's going to be all right. I have faith that God's going to, again, I don't want to just keep reiterating, but put put that person in my life or give me the strength or right. whatever it might look like. Well, and I think faith is like an action word. You yeah. know what I mean? Faith is a, isn't like an idea. Faith is me following through with that idea yeah. or whatever. You know, like I, there's a difference between thinking something and following through with that thing yeah. and faith is the act of like following through with that thing that that's the guy with daydreams that's the difference between the guy with daydreams and the guy pursuing his dreams yes yeah exactly uh, the idea of faith before not not faith but the idea the first idea that you were talking about is us thinking about starting a podcast yes and that's as far as it ever gets right faith is now we're 50 something episodes in mm-hmm. still doing this yeah and like you and i talked about doing a podcast and then a few months went by before we ever took action yeah on it. yeah you know what i mean like we both were kind of it stuck was, in the idea yeah. of like yeah that's scary though be vulnerable talk about ourselves that's a cool idea but uh 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's just safer. Yeah. It's like, do we really want to do that? Yeah. And then it's like you and I even did research and you know what I mean? Yes. Like we were all in a theory still. Like, yes. And our literature talks about like a spiritual life is not a theory. We yeah. have to live it, you know? And it's like, we were in theory like, oh, well, we researched some podcasts to do it. Yeah. We looked at what the equipment is, yeah. but then kind of was like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. That was a cool idea. Yeah. And then one day it was like, no, we sunk our own money into yeah. it. We spent hundreds of dollars to get equipment, made the decision to start doing it, took action, reached out to people, put it, got guests. You know what I mean? And now it's like this yeah. is, I couldn't imagine not being a part of the podcast now and not having it. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a fun thing to do and be a part of. Yeah, I enjoy it. Sometimes like uh, there's something to being disciplined about putting this out every week. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going to, did two a week and we did two a week for now for a while and the last few weeks we've been doing one a week but it was almost but it's like i'm okay i'm actually okay with having just and if we can get two out a week again we will and we're gonna have some interviews lined up but um but now i know that i think maybe at first i was afraid if we didn't then i was gonna start balking and then it turns into two weeks and three weeks or whatever and we're just, that's not how we, this is just, this is what we do with our lives now. We yeah. do a podcast at least once a week. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's nice to have just like a, another commitment, something that I follow through with. Yeah. I take action. We, we both get guests. We both ask people. We both take action on the podcast to, to get, get it into people's ears. You know what I mean? Like you, you putting it on your social media page and, and asking some of the guests you have. And then, you know, I've taken action to, to put it on that player FM website. You know what I mean? Like we've both just done things because it's like good for the podcast. And, um, it's things that I would have not have done before, you know, I would have wavered and just been like, ah, no, that sounds cool, but no, thanks. And we learned, like, we've talked about this off the air, but we got a, a lot of cool byproduct stuff of learning how to do this, right? You can't, we had to have an RSS feed. We, what's an RSS feed? Right. We don't know, right? So then we looked into that and we realized, okay, you can get one through SoundCloud. So that's where we got our, but then you had to have artwork for it, right? And right. so then um, we, I mean, created, I mean, it's not, we don't have the most elaborate artwork, but it came from somewhere, right? Yeah, and it came from you and I. Yeah. Like the creative aspect was like, let's make something like this. This is what we're thinking. Yes. And then to then um, we had to have software to create that. And we learned about pixels. <laughs> like we learned all kinds of yeah. things that we would have. Kyle knows how to run a mixer. Kyle's pretty good at the mixer these days. Yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah, you can't even tell if you go listen to a lanes. Yeah, like, you want to know the difference? Listen to the uh, the the auto audio quality of our first few. Yeah, and listen to them now. And we are doing more tests today because we're going to be doing a, at least one remote podcast. Mm-hmm. And our friend Jeff, who knows about this stuff, was helping us test this equipment out and yeah. provided us with a cable. Yeah, this is the first one we did with Alicia. Mm-hmm. And we had some rough audio with that. Yeah. It was bad internet connection on someone. You know, it just wasn't the best, most polished yeah. product. And I think now we've taken action again. That's the cool part is we learn a bunch of shit. Yeah. Artwork, audio stuff. Yeah. And for me, just being vulnerable yes. for an hour a week. Yes. And then realizing nothing bad happens from it. That's right. That's the thing. There's this fear of what it's going to be like and 
what it's and am I going to look foolish? Gosh, dang it, man! I have that just that fear of always looking foolish mm-hmm. or sounding foolish or making an idiot of myself. And yeah, like um, I don't know. Like these are the this, it's weird. We started a podcast, but these are skills I get to take in my everyday life. Like I become less afraid of the rest of life. Yes, right? exactly. Every time I learn how to do something new, because we had no idea, none, Mm-mm. no idea. We didn't even know what to like, what kind of microphone to get, yeah. or how to how to get it on the internet. Nothing. You know? This is what we knew. I heard somebody say you just need a digital recorder. You know, and I heard Rogan talk about you can do it just with the with your iPhone. Yep. And I think you can because I was on one where he just had his phone yep. recording on the table. But I was like, we just need a digital recorder, right? So I just bought a digital recorder. Not what we needed. <laughs> we can't even use it for right. this. You can, just not the kind we bought. Yeah, exactly. That's more for like um, tape record, for like a reporter or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we got mixers and headphones, microphones. We got that audio stuff where we can like splice together. Yeah. Because of Elaine's cat. Elaine's cat jumped on it. Yeah. And yeah. we had to splice together yeah. two different podcasts to make it one. Just stuff that it's like, I would never know how to do that. I would never be interested in doing that. Nope. But all of a sudden now it's, yeah, that's cool. The podcast has been very beneficial. Yeah. And I get, for me, I feel much more, part of this I think comes from trauma therapy and just working through stuff. But also some of it comes from this. I think like uh, I'm much better at having conversations with people and I I... I don't feel so uncomfortable having conversations with people. Yeah, I think so. Like we went to uh, we went to a concert on Friday night and yeah, Tribal Seeds out yeah. the Aggie. Yeah, it was yeah. fun, man. Yeah, we had yeah, a good time. My whole softball team was down there. Oh, were they? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we had a good time, and it was for Megan's birthday because her birthday was on Thursday, and so then Friday we went with the two of her friend, like best friends, and their husbands, and. Um, could you breathe in there? I'm just saying, was just oh yeah, were you no, the it only wasn't ones bad. not smoking weed. No, it wasn't bad. There okay. was some, like you could smell weed, but oh, it wasn't okay. like uh, you. It wasn't like a hot boxed right. concert. Okay. You know? Like you what, would think that's what it I was. Had a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, but um, we went to dinner and we were talking, and of course everyone's joking and laughing and telling drinking stories because they've been friends for t- 20 years now, you know. And and then like I was able to like tell some of my story and they don't really I mean they know I don't drink they know that I'm in recovery and they know that and they know Megan's story but they don't know mine and I was able to like we were laughing and talking about (laughs) drinking I was able to like open up and talk about that and not feel like ashamed or weird or like I don't know these people that well yeah and like I felt closer to them afterwards by just being open Um, you know what I mean engaging with them yeah who'd have thunk it right because like me in a social setting used to just like sit on the sideline yeah I just sit there and not talk and laugh and like nod my head and be like oh yeah and then now I can have like a conversation and I talk about the funny stuff and then some of the sad stuff and like yeah it was just nice and like we were all laughing and having a good time and then and like yeah it was just cool and I don't think I would do that without this I think the one thing that I did the last time, because you know, I, I got sober in 2012 for like two and a half years, and then and then went back out. But I didn't experience this um, entire psychic change that we're talking about here. 
Um, but I think the thing that I did that time is like trying to decide what it should look like. Mm. And what's been beneficial this time is not knowing what it's going to look like. And so like, what I mean by that is I just, okay, I take the, I take the steps, right? That's the program of recovery Mm -hmm. is as it was, as we take the steps, we've got directions, we've got guides to help us go through it. That's we call them sponsors. I take the steps. I have an entire psychic change, but then it's almost like being the yes man in that Jim Carrey movie where I just start exploring all of these options that come into my life. Right. And so like whether people are know it or not, what we've been talking about is spiritually principled living. It's just, it comes in the form of a podcast and I would have never had any idea, but I get so many lessons from doing something like this that are part of experiencing that psychic change. So like, I know I joke like we're not, we may or may not talk about recovery and we may not be talking about the specifics of it, but all of these things I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Some people do, man. Some people, they just go out, they challenge themselves, they travel, they put themselves in uncomfortable situations. They're just, I don't know, intuitively spiritual. And they just, I just, I admire the shit out of those mm-hmm. people. But I didn't know any of these things. I lived in like this fucking, the, Charlie Brown character with the cloud above him raining all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's I'm like I didn't know there was another way. I didn't know that this might be what spiritual principled living would look like. Right. That's all. Yeah. And I think for me, I the the biggest benefit I get out of it today is the the freedom or like the flowiness of of spiritually principled living. Like I used to think it was like a mechanical process like mm-hmm. oh i do this and this and this and then i get this and it's like a analytical way of thinking which is kind of how my mind works naturally yes and like that is the opposite like the the spiritual growth i get today comes from doing not that and, I, and i'm really i've done it and, and that's what i did a lot the last time and i'm just putting god in a box when i do yes that, exactly just, uh, there's there's a by putting parameters on it that's that's a good way to limit my growth. Yes, exactly. So being open to just like whatever and and applying the the essence of the principle of of whatever it is as as opposed to like the mechanical approach of like yeah, knocking this and then this and then this and then that will happen. It's like, "Oh, I can just like kind of the underlying spiritual principle yeah. And being okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but it no, does in it my does. mind. Yeah. When I had to reread the book, just, um, I don't know if it was with my, as part of what I'm doing or taking my guy through, but I think, it, I don't remember, but it, the line, um, spiritual principles would solve my problems. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm all, I, that's a broad statement. Right. right. Just by practicing these principles, it's going to solve my problems. And that leaves it wide open like you were just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's not if I do A, B, C. I mean it is, but it isn't. Right. Yeah. I think the, the for me what I've gotten out of it is like uh I took a very technical approach to yes. to recovery and to the the program as it would be talked about. I took a very technical approach and that was very beneficial. Yes. But then it kind of got me trapped into like a, a box, like you were saying, of yes. like, this is the only way. And now uh, that technical approach has has yielded me the benefit of of freedom and that like I, I don't have to live in that parameter. That parameter, like that technical approach, opened the door 
to the to the spiritual life. And now it's I always eluded and avoided like, oh, it's broad and roomy. It's like, no, it's this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I took yeah. a very narrow minded approach yeah. to stuff. And like today, I do believe it's broad and roomy. And yeah. I do believe that there's multiple ways to do stuff. And I do believe that th- the underlying principle of it is the thing that matters, not not how we got to it, yeah. Does it if that makes sense. Yeah, so. and, and I like the technical approach, and I also needed that too. I mean, I needed some like sort of hard and fast like guidelines, the, yes. right, to mm-hmm. follow because I am the kind of person that will make up my own rules. And so right, like just being super technical at the beginning was absolutely beneficial. Yes. And it's just maybe, the, you know, okay, I've got that part down. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And now I can, my my view can broaden. Yes, as a result of taking a technical approach. And then my mind is opened. And now I, like, my main objective is to continue to open it. Yeah. There's no such thing as too open-minded to me anymore. Yeah. And, like, speaking of that, I, I don't know, it's... That's what I was thinking. Okay. Like, hopefully we're going to have a guest on. We've been uh, emailing uh, emailing with a, with a group that has an alternative um, approach. approach. Yeah. And so I think we're going to be sitting down with that because we want to stay open-minded, you know. And it, and it sounds like, you, you know, they might not have um, – well, obviously they don't have the same approach as us, but hopefully we're going to sit down with them and see what their approach is coming up. Yes. Uh, we've got a trip down to northern Colorado, hopefully, in the works. Yep. It's hard to, like, we get some tentative stuff, but it, but everybody is so busy, Kyle, myself, and our guests. It is The worst part is, like, nailing down those final dates. Mm-hmm. But we think we've got some of that going on. We've got some Back-to-back shine. weekends in December, I think, is travel. Yeah. Or could be. That's what we're... Kind yeah, of tentatively scheduled for. for. We've got some more local guests coming up. Yes. So like, it seemed like there for a minute. Um, I don't. It's it's just good to have a nice mix of everything. I've we've decided. Yes. And at first, when we set out to do this, we were just going to have guests on. But then, you know, the third week into it, Amy got sick and couldn't show up, and we were like, let's just do one. And yeah. Now I think it's nice to have a nice mix. We don't want to be. I don't want to be too guest heavy or too us heavy. And yeah. so I think hopefully we've got a nice, and then again, like we said, having some outside people that are not in the 12 step world on the podcast too. Yes. And that the group that we have been emailing with is like a, a non 12 step approach to getting better from drinking and drug use, Yeah, which old me would have been like, Nope, nope. no, never a chance. Nope. But the beauty of not being affiliated with 12 step stuff, not being yeah. spokespeople for that, this podcast doesn't represent them in any way. Yeah. We can talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. And my mind today is like, what do they do? Yeah. I know what worked for me, yeah. but like other people might have a different approach yeah. and other people might need to take a different approach than I took. Yeah. And whatever happens is really all fine with me. Like, and I used to be really close minded about it in a way that wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was truly meant to be good and, and loving, but again, we talk, you know, even though our motives were good, where, where, you know, where wasn't I trying to get what I wanted out of the show? Right. And even with good motives, you know, and so if my motives were good and wanting everybody to recover and everybody to get well, that's great. But I wanted them to do the way do that made sense way. to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Right. And because if they didn't do it, because honestly, um, other ways don't make sense to me or, or I've tried and failed at those ways. Yeah. So I'm like, well, clearly this is the way. Right. Well, it's the way for me. It's yeah. the way for you, but... You know, 
Yeah. I don't know. That's why we're going to have these folks on and they can tell us what, what the way for them is. Right. And what works for them and how, how it works. What do they do? You know, and it's like, cool, that, yeah. you know, and I, my guess is just off of the research that I've done is some of the things they're talking about, we can probably somewhat balance in our own program or yeah. the, the suggestions they're taking might be somewhere in ours too. Like yeah. I'm sure we'll find a medium somewhere. Yeah. And, and the cool part is it's not a debate. We're not going into it thinking we're right. Yeah. They're wrong. It's like this is just an open-ended conversation yeah. where we're going to have a conversation and and um, go from there. So I think that's beneficial. Yeah. So so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, we're I like that we're in. opening up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm good. We're I have killing to, it. I have to pee pretty bad too. Good. Uh, we have a Instagram page, right? Yeah, it's Recovered AF Podcast. Yeah, it is. It's just usually like... The Us stu- doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not really, you know, focused on the recovery. It is because the whole point is we get to go out and lead these really cool lives mm-hmm. and go see a show down in Colorado when everybody but us is smoking, smoking weed, and mad weed and drinking. Drinking like fish. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it is... Uh, our Instagram page shows the lives that you and I get to live today and whether that's Sorry, I get really 100% excited. recovery related or not, it's just the life we get to live. So you can see that on our Instagram page. Yeah. And it's, of course, a magnified one. Like it's not like we're, we're always traveling or yeah. always doing shows. It's like the cool stuff that we get to do today. Yeah, that's probably the highlight reel. Yeah, um, exactly. I guess Amber could have taken me a, a, a picture of me fo- face down on top of the dryer last night. That would have been good. Put that on. Yeah, Insta. or me laying under a sink. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's good. It's like the, the cool things we get to experience that I don't think I would have been able to experience before or I wouldn't have had that same effect yeah man i went to a willie show once at red rocks yeah uh, <laughs> dropped a fat sack of boomers next to you didn't he oh that was the first that was when i was in like trying to get well oh, at the age yeah. of 20 but i went and did some fucking molly a few years <laughs> yeah. ago and went and saw willie and we were drinking orange beers all day or i was drinking orange beers all day because i was all hung over but i started drinking pretty early and makes sense yeah so i drank orange beers all day and then uh and then when we took molly right before we went into the show and it was it was really truly amazing it was a fantastic experience except i was like this molly is overriding this alcohol it's overriding everything i could probably and i don't like weed i could probably hit this joint i'd been drinking all day and i was on molly and i hit up that got a little spinny uh i I spent the last like four songs with my head between my knees man (laughs) it was so unfortunate it was such a good time and good show and i'm not gonna lie and say i didn't have a good time on molly seeing willie nelson at red rocks right that's a fucking that's a good one (laughs) but the end the end man the end always gets me yeah and so like these are things i you know i get to go see and i saw the turnpike troubadours Sober yeah. at Red Rock, best show I've ever seen. That's cool. Going to see a show at the Pepsi Center in April. It's going to be bad as fuck. Got tickets for that this week. Yeah, dude. So excited. That's cool. Shit that I would not have do because I would not have had the money. I planned the trip, got the hotel room, and I was like, you never would have done this before. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool part. Yeah. And then, yeah, 
that's that was like the Black Keys concert. That was the best show I've ever been to, and I would not have had the money or the time or been nope. so drunk I couldn't have even participated in it. So if I've got a hundred dollars to spend on some oxy or heroin or hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah, that's not even a fucking yeah. choice. Fuck that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just listen to them all week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got Pandora. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, we also have a Gmail, and then we're done. Ooh. What is it? Rick Podcast at Gmail Yeah. If you also hate us talking about baseball email us let us know or maybe you love it maybe you like Aaron and I's hot takes on sports (laughs) maybe that's what this podcast turns into yeah maybe it turns out like the Kyle's wrong podcast as per usual yeah all right thanks